0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Look Ahead here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code NFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code NFL. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is The Look Ahead. I am not Rob Stats Carrera. I am R. Joe Chau from SB Nation's Blogging the boys. Stats had an issue to tend to today. He will pay off the bet that we made a week ago here on The Look Ahead um, in short order, but uh, but not present today. With me today, it's a very unique edition of The Look Ahead. Some would say a souped-up edition of The Look Ahead. We're riding on Nas. Um, and if you want to ride along with us, you can. Make sure you subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show sure, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating right if You. Those things quite literally are our fuel. You can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, and the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. Um, You are going to want to pay attention to this entire episode because it's going to be glorious, first of all. But second of all, because stats isn't here in. Live living Color, but he is going to be present on the episode by way of interview. Stats interviewed the one and only Chad Johnson. If you don't know who that is, of course, I'm talking about Chad Ochocinco, so we'll play that for you in just a little bit. But before we get there, we have to talk about all of the latest training camp takeaways. And keeping this ship afloat is the one and only Rachelle Prevet from SB Nation's Bleeding Green Nation on the silent ones and twos. Uh, although she will certainly chirp in and, uh, and give us her takes on a few things. Maybe we give a look ahead MVP out today. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of squirrely. I was telling her and... And Steven Serta from SB Nation's Arrowhead of Pride, who was sitting in Stats' chair today. I think Steven is literally taller than Stats in real life. I don't know. I haven't gotten the exact physical measurements or, or dimensions. But Steven Serta, the double S. Um, I've never asked you this before. What is your middle name? Michael. So SMS. Wow. When text yeah. messaging came out, it was a big deal for you. Holy crap.
1: That's how I, uh, that's how I label everything. Like when I ask you to add a bank account and name it for whatever reason, it's just SMS. That's what I put for everything.
0: Wow. So again, like, did you ever run into any like awkwardness or like confusion with the SMS text messaging? There was the MMS text as well. Um, you know, the multimedia, whatever it was, uh, was that a complicated era for you in your life?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, No, no one's ever really made the connection like this before, except for myself. I say it every time I input it somewhere. I'm like, oh, SMS, text messages. I say that to myself, but nobody else has ever brought it up. So this is the first time I've talked to anyone else about it my entire life.
0: Wow. Uh, well, I'm sorry that you haven't been surrounded by great enough people to <laughs> notice um notice that particular thing. I was wondering if your middle name was like like a vowel, um, like if it was like I don't know, um like Igor, uh, cause then your initials would have been sis, you know what I mean? Or if it was a, I mean, like everybody, everybody knows like Stephen A. Smith. Um, but if it had been like, oh, you would have been like sauce, um, or like SOS, I guess. And and you, maybe you'd be like screaming for help your whole life. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> M kind of worked out. I'm glad it wasn't like, like a G that would have been hard to make, you know, kind of content out of like we just yeah. did for two minutes.
1: Yeah. It, at least, yeah, at least I've got something there, but it is pretty generic. Just Michael, just middle name, Michael SMS.
0: Wow. Well, um, there was another Michael who had an S following it. Uh, He had a paper company, several of them actually. uh, We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the training camp takeaways from week one. All right. Week one is is technically not in the books uh, because we're doing this Friday morning. Um, But. um, there's a lot to take away, and, you know, we were kind of chopping it up because we knew this was a, a unique uh, ensemble that was getting together here for the Look Ahead. Rachelle was, was bossing us around because she's the the, the point man Rachelle takes. She's our point guard. We, we're, we're lost without her, um, and we were kind of kicking the can around different things we could talk about, and lo and behold, Stephen, the NFL machine never stops it it is so giving the NFL machine we were already going to sit here and talk about Kyler Murray's press conference that he held on Thursday that he thought would make this this situation better um and obviously it did not the fallout to that was was you know a little bit silly uh but uh the Arizona Cardinals Stephen we found out late Thursday night after all the shows and 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 whatnot properties that could talk about this for 12 hours had, had gone off the air but not any longer no, the Arizona Cardinals removed the clause in Kyler Murray's contract, the independent study one that required four hours of study time per week um, that that banned uh, television, video games, um, and I don't know, maybe um, maybe high C uh, and, and sugar retreats. But um, either way, the Arizona Cardinals have revoked that. So, Stephen, to set you up here, the Cardinals instituted this clause in in a in a multi-million quarter of a billion dollar contract clearly because they 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 don't trust kyler murray um they got him to agree to this i think that's the only thing that the cardinals have done correctly here um the 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 contract leaks however you believe that happened and um and so they they deal with the fallout of it and the fallout i think of the its existence was actually starting to fade i do think that people were only kind of upset with Kyler and the way that he handled it during his presser on Thursday. Um, They seemingly upset Kyler even more than they probably initially did by first including this thing, and then removed the clause, not only revoking the very security that they seemingly cared so much about, but completely and totally the only thing that they accomplished throughout this was highlighting how inefficient of an operation they're running, not just amongst themselves, but with the most important player in their organization. So, Stephen, the floor is yours. Your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals. Well, this is what bad organizations do, right? Like we, Nobody we does didn't, this. <laughs> but
1: we didn't, we didn't learn anything that we didn't already know about the Arizona Cardinals. It's They've got a bad general manager, in my opinion. I don't think Cliff is a good head coach, and they've got bad ownership. Like, they're a bad organization, and this just highlights that. How are you going to give a quarterback $46 million a year and then leak this clause? Because somebody in that organization leaked that this was a part of the contract, making them look like fools. Like, that's all this is. I already assumed the Arizona Cardinals were going to take a step back this season, but This, in my mind, just confirms that because I think they're a bad organization, too, who has delusions about where they're at right now and how competitive they're actually going to be and how good they are and where they can go with Cliff and Kyler right now. And that just confirms it. When it's this bad organizationally, I don't think you're setting yourself up for success. I think Kyler is a good quarterback, but... I mean, to give him this kind of money and then leak it out and be like, yeah, we've got problems with the way he studies film. And so we want everybody to know it and have it totally backfire on them this way. It's it, it's just unbelievable how how terrible organizationally they are and the way that they manage all of their issues.
0: So Ian Rappaport was on the Around the NFL podcast on Wednesday um and and he he broke the story of all the national insiders he was the first one to get in on this um and he said that the 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 way he stumbled upon this was he was he said he said it's not difficult obviously to get a contract in the NFL so he's looking at the Kyler contract kind of like the way he does I guess any kind of big time contract and he was looking for a baseball clause he said he was curious if there was anything about obviously this is Kyler Murray that we're talking about um, and he said that there was, but he just happened to kind of come across this. I am inclined to believe that, honestly. Like, that that seems believed. I don't know what Kyler accomplished by um, calling the assumptions made about disrespectful. Um, Kyler's from a year ago, Steven, obviously not aging very well. The words about how he doesn't kill him. Uh, I'm I think Kyler looks the worst. Uh, I, I realize it's a very competition, uh, but but I do think Kyler you know really i I mean, maybe not, because I think by removing the like the Cardinals have found a way to take the kick, I guess you're right,
1: yeah, it's I didn't really have a problem with Kyler's press conference, um you know, if you're him, you just sign this big contract, and you're like, why is it everyone celebrating me like why like other franchises when they extend their quarterbacks then the fan base is happy and, and everybody's cool with it and excited that, yeah, I'm going to be here long-term and we're going to try to win football games. And Kyler's like, I got stuff coming out about playing video games and not being interested in studying enough and preparing. And so I don't hate him getting out in front of this and you know having the impromptu press conference and saying, I work really hard. I'm also short for an NFL quarterback, and you have to work really hard to get to where nah. I've been in my career.
0: The the short thing it felt like a straw man argument. Like Kyler, nobody's attacking your <laughs> your physical talents. Like you know what I mean? Kyler, Kyler like highlighted his red. like we're unaware that he won the high trophy and like he you know like if we're gonna talk everything, Kyler, you also ran away from Texas A and M. You ran away from the you wanted of the the friendly confines of the of the defense Big Twelve and and it worked to your favor you cashed out on it um I do think again like to kind of like destroy my own one from a moment ago I actually I I re-realized it's like wh- why remove the clause and the, the the you know what I mean like at the very least the clause's existence guaranteed you the security that you you again theoretically felt was necessary so like all the Cardinals have done is piss off Kyler Murray is. Prove to the world that they don't trust Kyler Murray. Prove to Kyler that they don't trust Kyler several times over because maybe Kyler does believe or know that they did leak this. And again, prove to the world that they're incompetent on on a large macro level. So I don't understand that you can argue the pros and cons of different parts of this, right? Like to your point, you can argue the pros for Kyler taking charge of the situation, trying to control the narrative, just like kind of believing in and backing himself. There are zero pros to removing the clause. I guess you satisfy Kyler, but you've just shown everyone that you're the Arizona Kylers. like you, you have no kind of ground to stand on as an organization. You're going to let him and his all-caps agent kind of overrun whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think removing the clause is just acknowledging that it should have never even been there in the first place, which is why it's so dumb and why it was such a poor decision to put it in the agreement in the first place. And, you know, Kyler agreed to it. I don't even blame him for agreeing to it. That can't be out of all the things that might hold up a contract, like if you're going to pay me $46 million a year, give me uh, you know, all kinds of guaranteed money, okay, I'll commit to not playing video games while I'm supposed to be studying film. If that was an issue, but it, he's the most important player in your franchise, and that's why you just signed him, so that there shouldn't be any controversy around signing an extension to your quarterback and this was all created by the Arizona Cardinals just highlighting that they're a bad organization and they're not ready to win football games right now
0: um much has been made about the extensions given to Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime at the beginning of the offseason nobody We're has bad. asked what kind of what, what kind of what, yeah what what kind of weird clauses exist in those deals um but um amazingly Cliff has become the person who I trust the most. I, I don't know if you're I, I Steve Kine, it was a runaway that Steve Kahn was the person I trusted the least uh, based on, a, you know, a lot of things prior to this era of the Arizona Cardinals. But Cliff is Cl- Cliff Kingsbury has become the most stable, trustworthy part of that organization. I don't think that anything kind of is more emblematic of the place that the Cardinals are in other than that statement.
1: Yeah, because Cliff knows that he got an extension because of Kyler Murray. <laughs> It's like, I got to support this guy. He's, he's my long-term <laughs> quarterback. The only reason I'm probably still in the NFL is because of this dude.
0: Um, wow. Tough times. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone other than the Cleveland Browns has had a more embarrassing few weeks than um you know, the Arizona Cardinals, but you know, that's that. Um, Steven, where else do you want to go? What other training camp storyline has uh, been the apple of your eye?
1: So I'm sure you saw this yesterday and I was telling Rachel, I had to bring this up during the show, but Dak Prescott spoke with the media and turns 29 this year mentioned, you know, turning 29 got big goals and ambitions for this season. It's the golden year. We're going to get back to the mountaintop for the Dallas Cowboys. And I just wanted your thoughts. I, I just wanted your takeaway. From him calling this the golden year for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: So I was very upset with people who got upset about this. And I'm and I, unfortunately like I have to like, I guess, like effectively lump you into that group, which is difficult because I love you and I don't want to do that. Do you not understand why he said this? Like, I'm, I'm not like saying that in a like, you know, dismissive way in a like, are you doing? Do you really not understand why he said this? Because it's like the year before he turns 30 or whatever. No, exactly. today he, he he turns he turns twenty nine today. The day we're recording streaming this today is the twenty ninth. Your your that is like a very common thing is for people to refer to your goal. What what day of the year or were you born on, Stephen? Like what date? September seventh. So your your seventh like year of life was your golden year. That's a, a very common thing um, for people. So that, that's that's no, all I'm that Prescott's saying is like yeah I, i'm I'm wondering if Ray Shell's ever heard that because uh, I guarantee you that's yeah. what Da. I mean, I can't like prove that, but that's what Dak's talking about. I learned this lesson in a very embarrassing way myself in college, so um it wasn't on a live podcast to be fair. <laughs> but um it was this uh, I was a part of this organization in college. And some, some, we were, you know, at the time, the only way you could communicate with people was like over like listserv emails. And, um, and some girl was like, yeah, my birthday is tomorrow, whatever. It's my golden year. I'm turning 19. And I was turning 19, like a, in a few months. And I was like, oh, so I guess like, I'm about to hit my golden year. Although my birthday is, uh, my, my birthday's the 20th. Like, I like kind of like you, I was under the impression that 19 was this like important year for whatever reason. Uh, but no, it's the, it's the year of the date That you were born so somebody's birthday is the 30th or 31st or 27th whatever it's that age that is their golden year so this is dak prescott's golden year happy birthday to dak prescott Stephen! wow way to just not even say it uh considering today (laughs) is his 29th birthday
1: okay so i've never heard that before in my life uh rachel confirmed she has not ever heard that before in her life so i don't know that that's actually a thing i'm just taking your word for it but if that's the How, okay case,
0: steven and is on I twitter at watch. steven serta rachel's at rachel monique i am at Arjochoa. ochoa i'm begging somebody to come to my defense because i'm telling you this is i'm not like do you think i'm just making this up you think i'm clever enough to like you know like kate for Dak prescott that would make up an entirely different story here
1: no i'm taking your word for it i believe you okay okay and i'm cool Okay, people practice i just think that that then makes it even worse because he's celebrating his 29th birthday, but doesn't actually believe that this is the golden year for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just the golden year for Dak Prescott.
0: Um, I think that it's been an interesting two days uh, for the Cowboys at the time you and I are talking. Uh, to be, For the record, I was not the person who brought up the Cowboys on this show. Um, but um, you know, things have gone kind of well. Um, it, I I thought that Tuesday was one of the worst press conferences that they have had in a long time and that's really saying something um you know i feel so badly for mike mccarthy that's always been my point i mean the dude has to deal in in one breath jerry jones says this is my guy i have his back and then literally the very next one says and i had choices like well who who deals with that i've I've said it before steven name me a coach who who led a team to the playoffs last year who is remotely on the hot seat like name one, you you can't. You know what I mean? Mike McCarthy's team. I mean, again, you you could argue NFC East, whatever, blah blah. Won twelve games, won the division, and and like Mike McCarthy has less job security than uh, than Dan Campbell, right? Is that not fair to say? Like like it, that's yeah. kind of dumb if you say it out loud like that. Uh, but yet here we are. where and maybe you argue like the Lions are in a different place, like they're building whatever, blah blah. blah. But still, um. It's felt kind of nice for, for football to kind of be what's on been on display for the Cowboys after an offseason of sludge.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cliff should probably be on the hot seat more than Mike McCarthy, but that's not the case because he just got a contract extension. So, yeah, it's unfair. I, I totally agree. I am interested to see what the Cowboys do this season. I really like Jalen Tolbert. Um, if anybody's curious, I've got a ton of dynasty fantasy exposure to Jalen Tolbert this season. I'm excited. I think he's going to be a really good player for the Cowboys.
0: He's looked very good early on. Um, Michael Gallup said that was kind of the big story. He said on Thursday that he is, uh, it is not reasonable. I forget the exact wording, but it's not reasonable to expect that he would be ready for week one. Um, So that's not shocking, but it's disappointing. Yeah. Jalen Tolbert's about to take off. And that's Michael Gallup is somebody you can probably draft in like the 14th round that everybody's going to be like afraid to touch. And then he'll pay off down the road. So Um, good for him. Um, Okay, let's move on. I saw Steven and uh i did not prep you off for this so just kind of let's just let's just fly by the seat is it seed or seat of our pants Seat. i think it's seat like of pants. i don't know seed what is, what is the better. seat of your pants just your butt What is this what is this what is the seat part of the pants
1: I, I i guess it just means your butt like just fly by well then
0: it then it's butt. not part of your pants you know what i mean like i've never like the seat well, of your pants should be a, a thing that is a part of the pants not that is something separate from the pants if it's your, how, if how it's, would if, if it's how would seed make more sense <laughs> i well I don't think seed makes sense either, but if it's seed or seed like if if I'm asking you if if we de- if you we defined it as seat, then seat should be like something that is a part like a, a literal part of pants like pants of all the the there's the leg and the thigh and the ankles there should be the seat if we're going to fly by it, you know what i mean so um whatever but that's another thing I, like i stand by the golden year thing but i have no idea what the seat of a pant is but um whatever uh joey bosa said steven everybody loves the la chargers everybody's all in oh there's so many more people at chargers camp whoa the chargers oh my gosh chargers 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 joey bosa said that he and khalil mac that it feels like they've been playing together longer than they have He said they're going to watch film together. They were going to watch all of Joey Bosa's sacks from last year together, and they were going to go through and watch different players, and they're bonding, and it's so cool. And this surely means that they're going to be the best team in the history of the world here in 2022. The Chargers might be the most trope-filled team of the the NFL right now, I think.
1: Why are they going to watch... Joey Bosa film together. They're just gonna watch his highlight reel of sacks. That's, that's what of that's like what that's that's
0: the, like the the ride up in the athletic said. Was they they were gonna watch all of his sacks from 2021?
1: Um. Okay. Well. Good. I, I'm happy to hear that they've really connected and that they are bonding on that defense. I do think the Chargers are gonna be really good. Um. You know, it's kind of become like popular commonplace to be on the Chargers and then watch them fail over the last like decade because that's just what they do, but I do actually think they're the best team in the AFC West, even over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um,
0: so That's SB Nation's Arrowhead Prides, uh, Stephen Serta, the way for yeah. everybody who's interested. Wow. What's the, what's the word out of Chiefs camp? Because I feel like like I haven't seen a Sky Moore highlight. You know what I mean? I haven't seen like a Juju TikTok. There hasn't been like a, a thing to happen out of Chiefs camp yet, and that's that feels a little bit strange given, I mean, that they're the Chiefs.
1: There's been some highlight reel uh, juju catches so far, and he's been the wide receiver that's making the most noise so far in camp. A lot of Sky Moore stuff has just been him getting open, but not getting the football. Like we're still, we're still just chasing the Sky Moore highlight because we know he's a good route runner and he can get open, and he's getting open against like second and third team guys right now. Uh, but the reason you probably haven't heard that much is because the biggest highlights have been on the defensive side of the ball and. Safety Juan Thornhill, who's heading into a contract year, hasn't really been productive since his rookie season, is now like ready to take off. Spags said he's stepped into the Tyron Matthew role. Now he's the vocal leader in the secondary. And Spaggs doesn't compliment players very often. He is very complimentary of Juan Thornhill. So if you don't know who Juan Thornhill is, he did predict that he's gonna have an all-pro season this year in a contract year. So you might want to get to know Juan Thornhill because the hype is very real right now at St. Joseph, Missouri
0: um you know Juan thornhill part of the 2019 draft class um there were many a cowboys fan obsessed with him and taylor Rapp. um did not work out but you know he's had a a nice little nice little time there in kansas city um steven we have a lot to get to in washington um a lot. Uh we we had something written down. Uh Dan Snyder testified. I don't know the legal jargon here, um, obviously. Uh, but he testified uh before the House Oversight Committee for nearly eleven hours, uh, was the report. Um, I don't think that was streaming anywhere the way Roger Goodell's appearance was. So, like there's been no peeps about this. Um, so very interested to see what happens there. In other news, um the commander's um held training camp practice on thursday and how many people would you say were in attendance um on the photo that we looked at um i don't know how to pronounce her name but nikki who does a wonderful job her last name uh, i will butcher it if i try i don't know if you know Stephen. um she does a wonderful job covering washington and, and did the broncos before this but um she posted two photos of washington commander's camp and there were like eight people
1: yeah i'd say seven eight <laughs> is where i would have guessed um yeah, I mean I, I think that speaks volumes to what people think of the Washington Commanders and their owner, Dan Snyder right now. It's if there's so I used to be a Browns fan. I'm not a Browns fan anymore. I haven't really chosen yeah, a Steven, new team.
0: So, so everyone knows, so the look ahead audience knows, Steven is this like, oh, I'm 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 an NFL like dignitary. Like I don't have a team. <laughs> I just I just root I just root for the league. I root for the shield. Uh Steven's favorite player is Roger Goodell, but go ahead. I'm not Roblo. I I'm more a player
1: than an organization. I root for the players instead of uh, the teams, really. But at some point, I'll pick another team. I'm off the Cleveland Browns, though. I am no longer a Browns fan. But it's the Browns and Washington, right? Like, if you had to pick the two teams that you don't want to admit to anybody you're a fan of, it's those two football teams right now. And I don't think anybody else is really that close because of how dysfunctional they are organizationally and all the embarrassing things that their ownership does and the decisions that they make. Like if I w- lived in Washington and I was a Washington commanders fan, like my entire life, Washington football team, whatever, I would not be there. I would not be a Washington football fan anymore. I would find a new team to root for and I would just move on. That's why there were seven people there.
0: I agree with your thought process. Um, and, and you know, how you got here because i don't know that any- I, I actually think people might admit to being a commander i think that, that's a little bit different they just would probably say like i don't enjoy it like you know it's just <laughs> it's just like it's a thing i do uh you know the the same way i you know Um, I, I'm, I'm now trapped by the Marvel movies. Like I watched them all because I'm this far in, you know what I mean? Like I have to do it. I can't stop at this point. I've watched 25 films. You know, it's, it's getting way too complicated and it's difficult to compartmentalize everything. But, you know, maybe that's just me venting about my own life. But, um, I, but, so I think they're a little, it's a little bit different. Um, and and I actually was going to ask you before we, there's another Washington storyline to get to here, but who do you think has more fans, the commanders or the Rams? I would say the Rams right now. I don't think, can can you, can you like name a Rams like fan or account or, you know, turf show times we love, but like, can you, can you like, can you, can you think of like somebody who you see prominently and like you're, you're consuming football content, like at a rapid rate, both for your job yeah. and for your own entertainment right. purposes. Like, can you think of any place? Like what's like that you're, you're just, that's, that's filled with Rams content. No. That's a
1: good point. I was trying to to think of like a famous Rams fan, but I'm just thinking of former players who got to, right. But you can think of like Kevin
0: Durant, Kevin Durant is a, is a, is a, I guess, commanders fan. Uh, Matthew Barry is a commanders fan. Like there's some really famous commanders fans. Um, and obviously they have a a really rich NFL history as far as like on field success. Um, I mean, that, that hasn't been the case for the last quarter century, but, um, but yeah, like they—they they feel like they still have a more like prominent foothold in the NFL than the Rams do, or like their just presence does. I know that's a weird way to put it, but I—I I, the, the Rams are just so insignificant to me. I I don't know anyone that is like writing for them or who hate that. Like I I think you're a, a team when. Or you're you're legit when when a lot of people hate you obviously a lot of people hate the cowboys a lot of people hate the chiefs now a lot of people hate the browns for different reasons that's justified but like who hates the rams like who is like upset who who is just like oh those are our rival rams nobody is it like no, nobody's bothered by them they just exist
1: yeah they're just kind of lukewarm and just around and happened to win a super bowl last year i guess i agree with that um
0: I'm going to. Uh, Stats isn't here. He told me something. Um, so, Stats, I'm sorry that I gave this away. Um, actually, is a great way to set up the interview here. Uh, but uh, so, before we get to Chad, Stats told me he was going to make a TikTok that he did not wind up making um, about the Rams Super Bowl ring. And I'm sure you saw Steven, the, like, the face lifts off, and there's like SoFi yeah. Stadium underneath. Just asking and Stats was going to have that ring. Well, so so Stats said he was going to make the TikTok and say, wow, you open it up and SoFi Stadium is empty, just like it is for every Rams home game. That was really funny. Uh, But um, speaking of Stats, let's get to him. He sat down with Chad Johnson, Chad Josinko, to talk about a variety of things.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: What's good everybody welcome back to the SB Nation NFL show I am here with a very special guest six time pro bowler multiple all pro former Bengals Mm -hmm. and others wide receiver Chad Johnson what's up Chad
4: and life is great life is great I can't complain I'm happy to be here I'm glad to see you smiling glad to see you in good health and all the other good stuff.
3: Chad's joining us on behalf of Johnsonville and the American Cornhole League. You can watch it August 5th on ESPN2, part of the Ocho lineup. You have your own lineup on ESPN, Chad.
4: Mm-hmm. Hey, it just, it just makes sense. Think about it. Johnsonville, Johnson, Ocho on the Ocho. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's a pairing that, that is better than Mark Anthony and J-Lo for better, better lack
3: of birds. You know, you never lack for confidence, Chad. I always appreciate that. <laughs> Bags and Brats, you can check it out again on ESPN2 Friday, August 5th. You've done a lot of stuff, Chad, outside of football, acting, mm-hmm. bull riding, cornhole yeah. like we just talked about. Boxing. What is the has been the toughest of those things for you?
4: I think the most difficult, and honestly, people are going to think it's pretty weird in the order I have it in, probably dancing with the stars and then boxing. Dancing I've with the stars. heard that. Yeah, dancing with the stars was extremely difficult, very, very tedious um, schedule, uh, a toll on the body it took. I lost 20 pounds during that during that time. Wow. Uh, But it was fun because it was it was it was fun. And obviously boxing is right behind that because of the dangers that I put myself in and needing the structure and discipline to have something to do in the offseason. That gives me that same same feeling of football. You know, having to get up, having a, have a, a schedule, and just being able to stick to it. Because if I don't stick to it, if I'm not disciplined, I can actually get hurt when I do fight.
3: The Dancing with the Stars thing, go back to that, because people are going to hear you lost 20 pounds, and they're going to wonder mm-hmm. how. I've yeah. heard that the training and the practice oh. for that is intense.
4: Yeah, the, the, the training and the practice for it is extremely intense, very intense, and um, extremely difficult. And I think if people, when they think about dance, they don't think, it, think it's, it's that difficult. But... Obviously at that level, which is I would consider the highest level for those that are partners of mine that, that do it for a living, it's very, it's very hard. Very, very hard.
3: So you're waking up and you're going to the studio to practice. What hours. is it like
4: hours? And we had we had two a days. And the further we made it, which we did do, uh, my partner and I, Cheryl Burke, once once we got towards the end of the season and you were the the top of the top as far as trying to trying to win, you had you had Two practices because you had to learn two dances and perform two dances you know the further the further you got into the contest which was even worse
3: would you do it again
4: i definitely would i definitely would i I would do it again uh but this time i'd win (laughs) I, I, i didn't appreciate coming in third uh it was it was very hurtful for me for someone with no dance background but could actually dance the ballroom stuff and having to remain the posture was my biggest thing and it's very difficult you know keeping the body, I hate using this word, erect in a sense, as a, as a male dancer. You just you just have to, no matter which way you move, everything has to stay on one accord and one line. And that was difficult because I kept bending over because she was shorter than me.
3: Yeah. And it's, 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 it's hard. Uh, not a lot of people would not have expected that, but it didn't shock me because I've heard the same thing about Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> that it's very difficult. Uh, if I could transition to football a little bit, I feel like this has been the year of the wide receiver, Chad. Every wide receiver, basically, except for Debo Samuel, and he's probably going to get one too, has gotten paid in a big way. Do you think that the league is kind of showing respect to the position?
4: I think the league is, they have no choice. The league has no choice but to show respect to the position because now the league is a a pass-happy league. It's a pass-happy league, and those individuals that are putting up numbers within the system that they're a part of, you have no choice but to pay them have no choice. And um, obviously the quarterbacks are getting big money and the receivers that are account for a large portion of the percentage of the offense, it has to get paid as well. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles.
3: Do you have a favorite guy who has gotten paid this offseason of all the guys that have gotten new deals? You know, I don't
4: have a favorite. I don't have a favorite because they're all different and I like all of them. Um, I wish there was a little bit more personality from, from the <laughs> receiver position. It seems all the personality is on the defense end now. The Jalen Ramsey's obviously Richard Sherman, who's now on the tail end. But the, the, the dynamic of personalities in bravado has shifted to where most of the receivers are quiet, just getting it done, you know, in a, in a more calm manner.
3: Now, I saw you tweeting a lot about A.J. Brown with Ooh. Philadelphia. That's where I thought you yeah. were going to go. No, what- no, I
4: like him. No. Very, very good. Very good. He has, a, he has a perfect dynamic to that offense with him. And, um, golly, why is it slipping my mind? Vontae. Yeah. Devont, Devontae Smith. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be really good. You got speed. You obviously have speed on the other side and muscle. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts should, should have a field day in the NFC East this year.
3: I saw you tweeting about AJ Brown and McDonald's and I, I have yeah. to ask oh, you, yeah. what is the fascination with McDonald's and you?
4: When things work, when something's not broke, you don't fix it. <laughs> no, when it's not broke, you don't fix it. After kindergarten, you know what I ate? I ate McDonald's. Elementary school, you know what I ate after when I played? I ate McDonald's. When I got to high school, junior high, I got to high school, after football games and before, I ate McDonald's. I made it, I went to college. Nothing changed throughout everything. The point here, I never got hurt. I never got injured. I got made to the NFL. My diet, it didn't change. You know why? Because I built up a callus and the body was able to withstand the wear and tear or the, the collisions. I mean, football is a gladiator sport. You got people out here eating freaking plants. You're eating plants and you wonder why you're getting hurt. You're getting hurt because you eat like a rabbit. That's the problem. (laughs) That's why everybody's getting hurt. And everybody's bigger and faster and stronger now. But you eat like a tooth fairy. That's why people are getting hurt. And I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to stick by that. And I know know I'm right because I have no injuries and I'm 54 years old.
3: And you think it's because of the McDonald's?
4: It has to be. be. (laughs) What else can it be? Come on. Think about it. That's the common denominator in everything
3: okay i mean tom brady i think would disagree with you he's not I he's mean, a big tom Brady. The
4: other, the other people eating eating healthy aren't tom brady they're on tom brady they people love to use tom and lebron as reasons they are insanely gifted gifted talented individuals so even if they did eat what they eat they would still perform at a high level because they are who they are mcdonald's that's is like hey listen listen people all right people need to stop with this You know, what? if I eat this way, I'm going to be like Tom Brady. Or if I eat this way, I'm going to be like LeBron. No, you're not. You're absolutely not because they have a gift. They have a skill that they hone throughout the years of their career, which is why they're great at what they do. It just happens that they eat healthy because they've been brainwashed. This is the reason you're great. It's not. Everything's already preordained. God already blessed you.
3: Well, couldn't I say that about you, that it's not the McDonald's that made you great. It's because you were blessed and have incredible talent. Wrong. I put in the work to attain that
4: credible talent, as as did they. But I just choose to eat a certain way because trying to show doesn't matter what you eat. Either you got it or you don't. You telling me what I put in my system, what I put in my body is gonna make me good at what I do? No, it didn't work that way. But we've been brainwashed to think so.
3: Chris Carter used to say that Randy Moss would just destroy two McDonald's cheeseburgers right before the game and would go out and drop 100 yards and two touchdowns on everybody.
4: As did Usain Bolt in the Olympics. Every four years. He ate chicken McNuggets before the race. <laughs> hey, just listen. because I'm not here for an ultra versus science debate. I don't know. But right now I'm stuck on my Johnsonville Bronx.
3: Yes. Uh let me take it to this year's Bengals then. Obviously that you're known for your time in Cincinnati yes. since he went to the Super Bowl last year. But I gotta I gotta get your take on the white helmets. Do you like the new helmets? Oh,
4: it's, listen, if I could just if I could call Zach Taylor, ask Zach, just let me dress up. I don't even have to go on the field. Just let me put on the all ice white. Oh, that is phenomenal. The colorway is phenomenal. Obviously, we had all white before. We've worn white before. But if we would have had the white Color Rush helmet, I'd say, for, for instance, to wear back then, that's, it's going to look very nice. Very nice. And I'm assuming they'll probably say that for a, a Monday night game or a Thursday night game or maybe Sunday night. It has to be prime time. Yeah. wear that just to be wearing it
3: yeah that's not what you wear when you're playing at one o'clock in the scrum of games no. i totally agree um have any of the Bengals young wide receivers jamar tyler boyd have they reached out to you at all you know i trained i trained with all of them in the off season
4: i mean there's video of me and chase obviously having fun having fun doing some one-on-ones i was i love playing db against those guys uh i talked with tyler i didn't get a chance to work with t higgins this off season because he had so- shoulder surgery so I'll, I'll catch him next year they can't run for me forever I'm a I'm a superb defensive back, and they forced me to play receiver when I got to the Bengals.
3: Uh, that's probably the best combination of receivers Cincinnati's had since what I would Chris, say you and T.O. Right?
4: T.J. No, me Chris and T.J. Me Chris Henry and T.J. Hushimzada. That's that's the, the best combo. T.O. We had a great you know one year. Uh, it was a great experiment, but obviously that year we went four and twelve. So I, I'm thinking of consistency and. And the team also doing well outside of just the tandem at receiver.
3: How did anybody stop your offense that year in 2010? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what went wrong. It's it's hard
4: for me to remember. Um, But on paper, we were phenomenal. I mean, on paper, you know, me, T.O., Carson, at quarterback. um, Cedric Benson. Cedric Benson. Um, I think we had Antonio Bryant as well. Antonio. You remember Antonio Bryant? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, and I just thought, listen, this is a nice trio. We don't, we don't put up numbers and, and, and do our thing. And it just didn't go that way. And sometimes life is like that. You know, you have a plan set, you put in the work and it just doesn't go, you know, how it's planned.
3: Unfortunately, you are somebody that obviously has a big personality. And in that case, sometimes stuff gets said about you. That's not true. That people kind of just believe. So I always that's wanted okay. to, I that's wanted okay. to ask you, Love one of the it. things I've heard is that when you were in Cincy, that you would just run whatever the hell route you wanted to run, and Carson would just have to adjust to you. Is that true? I, obviously
4: not. A system, a
3: system doesn't work like that. A
4: car engine has very many moving parts. If one part is not right, then the engine doesn't work. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. I, I wish, I wish Carson was here just to hear that comment. But <laughs> the, the people that say stuff like that are people that have no clue what they're talking about, especially when it comes to football. I mean. Schematically, when it comes to football, and understanding everything is timing. Everything is time. You only have three seconds, so you can't just be doing anything. You know, it's people that don't know the game, people that don't like me for whatever personal reasons they may have, and they just throw stuff out there. Prime example, um, Fox Sports. What's his name? Brilliant Mind, though. Brilliant Mind. I can't skip think of his Bayless. Name. No, not Skip. Nah, he works a show with, with Joy. I can't think of his name. Calvin? Not Colin. Yeah, is it Cowherd?
3: Oh, yeah, Colin Cowherd. Cowherd. OK, yeah.
4: Globally, universally known for my route running and footwork. And every receiver will tell you I have the best routes. Then he gets on the show and say, Chad Johnson just couldn't run routes. This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. People that don't know the game internally, really know the game, say stuff that's just asinine. So I mean, what you just asked is similar to that. And I guarantee the person who said it or regurgitated the nonsense. Is just that.
3: One more question for you before I let you go. I can remember you with the Hall of Fame jacket after scoring a touchdown. One of the best celebrations ever. The best ever. Do you, okay, I don't know about that. Let's not get crazy here. It's the best ever. You
4: want to know why it's the best ever? Yes. It's the best ever because I am simply letting everyone know I do not seek nor need the validation of the Hall of Fame committee. Never well, have, and when I put it, when I put that jacket on, I felt I was Hall of Fame worthy. I don't play politics because if I wanted to play politics, I would have been a politician. <laughs> so the point of the celebration was to let people know I feel I'm Hall of Fame worthy. So whatever happens when I'm done playing, I don't need it because I inducted myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> you- you're you're, la- you're laughing, and that was the point of the celebration in general. Now that I can get in depth with you about it, I knew I understand the politics that go with it. I, I, I know that. I understand it. And I didn't want to play the game once I retired and had to sit back and wait and cry. Oh, they should let me in the Hall of Fame. It, why, the numbers are there. The numbers are there because my, my numbers and Michael Urban's numbers are equivalent. But then people like to throw, well, he has three rings. Well, goddamn, I don't control. <laughs> three rings. I just have to do my job. And the goalposts always move on why they let certain people in. The goalposts always move, and they will always find an argument based on who the individual is on why they shouldn't be there or why they should, which is why I did what I did, because I'm one, based on where I grew up, didn't need validation. And I never needed acceptance. It's like, quick one before I let you go. If I'm an actor, right, and I have an extensive resume that speaks for itself, if you turn the film on when I'm acting, do I discredit my entire career or my entire acting career because I never won an Oscar? Am I still not a great actor because I never won an Oscar? No, why? Because you can turn on the film and see the job. I can get lost in character. You forget you're watching Chad Johnson. That in itself is great.
3: So you don't, you think you deserve to be in but you don't think they'll put you. I
4: don't don't even care. That's the difference. That's the difference. They, They had, there's a fascination that those individuals that are part of the hall of fame is a fascination power. We give them and let them have the satisfaction of knowing that we care and they have control over that. I will never, ever, ever give anyone the satisfaction of knowing I actually care and they have power over me and how I feel about being accepted into something where I'm not wanted.
3: Chad Johnson, deep thoughts. I like it. Thank you very much. Again, appearing on behalf of Johnsonville and the American cornhole league. Watch it.
4: Ocho on the Ocho, August 5th.
0: Chad, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. I love you. Never forget. That was awesome. We definitely heard that whole interview right now here on the live show. What did you think, Steve? What was, what was your favorite word uh, that was said throughout the whole interview between Chad and Stats? Uh, McDonald's. All of the McDonald's talk. Oh, wow. You cheated. You knew. Whatever. Uh, it was great. Uh, so, so uh, seriously, awesome interview. Uh, we really have listened to it by this time that your podcast listeners are uh, listening to it. listening to it. Uh, To tie a bow on Washington, Stephen, Ron Rivera said that he expects Chase Young to miss some regular season time. Uh, Obviously, coming back from a torn ACL, um, I mean, it's not shocking, kind of like the Michael Gallup thing, um, but it is not cool. It's frustrating if you're a Commanders fan. Again, if you're one of the the few.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the best player on that defense or has the most potential of any player on that defense. It is... ACL timelines are so weird because there's guys who tore their ACL in January and they're already cleared to practice and and they're good to go. And, you know, I mentioned Juan Thornhill earlier, like he's a guy that I think it's been two years since an ACL tear for him to get back to looking like a a normal football player. So he's got to get Chase Young healthy because he's the best player on that defense and it's not that
0: close. Uh, Moving on, Steven, we have not touched on this yet. Just again, uh, an example of how the NFL just has things going on all the time. Also on Thursday afternoon, uh, before Kyler Murray's homework clause was revoked, uh, other action in the NFC West. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks giving wide receiver DK Metcalf a three-year, $72 million extension that includes $58.2 million guaranteed. Uh, It reportedly includes a $30 million signing bonus, which is reportedly the highest ever for a wide receiver. You've always got to get something, like some sort of trait of the contract has to be like the best or the most ever, uh, the most visionary, whatever the case may be. Uh, So congratulations to DK Metcalf. Bold of him to sign up for a future with a team whose quarterback he has no idea. Uh, uh like who's going to be the quarterback um but he got paid and that's what matters most so congratulations to dk yeah
1: i mean i think whenever a team is willing to give you a record breaking sum of money up front you just got to do it even when they're a bad football team with uh no real direction right now but it is a great deal for metcalf because he can still become a free agent at the age of 27 so I don't really blame him for signing the deal. It, it's just a matter of like, I don't know what Seattle's doing. Um, you would think it would make sense to just trade him and try to get draft assets because you're a team that's going to be looking for a franchise quarterback. But I also think that Pete Carroll is a little delusional and legitimately thinks that they can win football games with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback this season.
0: I think like, when has it ever worked out where, The team looking for a quarterback like like you know on the hunt for a franchise quarterback has had the the like kind of older veteran wide receiver to come in and like because the story's always there like the incumbent is like oh he gets to work with insert whoever here larry fitzgerald was that guy for a long time in arizona um andre johnson was that guy for the texans for a while right like when has it ever worked where where like a, a young quarterback has arrived and the established veteran, you know, closer to 30 wide receiver has properly kind of elevated his game in the way people would have hoped. Because I can't think of an example. I don't know – yeah, I'm trying to think of one where it actually, like, an older veteran
1: elevated the play uh, of a younger player like that, where they, like, planned ahead and it actually worked out long. As
0: I, as I buy you time, I would offer maybe Terrell Owens with Tony Romo, although Romo wasn't, like, a conventional rookie. He was an older player by the time he, he first got to play. Um, you could argue Des Bryant with Dak Prescott to a degree, um, although, you know, early on, it was, it was the running game that was highly successful for the Cowboys. Um I'm having a tough time finding another example. It's it's difficult. Um you know, it's tough. Maybe Sammy Watkins <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes elevated him. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe Tyreek at that
1: point you could just say he was he had been in the league with Alex Smith several years and say that he was a veteran. Um But yeah, I I I don't uh, I'm struggling to think of uh, another time that it's really worked out. Seattle's also got one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and it's not close. <laughs> uh, I mean, they just have one of the absolute worst rosters in football this season.
0: I mean, again, good for I, – I think you have to do this because um, I don't know what your – the trade. obviously, we don't know what the trade offers were, but, like, I, I mean – DK Metcalf is awesome. I don't think this is like, oh man, the, the Seahawks are dumb. I know you're not saying that either. And this is like a, a two birds one stone sort of situation because you seemingly inflict more damage or more difficulty in the DeBo Samuel contract negotiations. You you've now set a bar for them to clear. Um the Niners are in a in a place. I just don't know what to make of, of them. Like it's they're in such an awkward situation right now in a lot of different ways. I like the idea of Pete Carroll doing this just to hurt the Forty
1: ers like he, he did this record setting contract with, with DK Metcalf just to hurt the 49ers. So they'll have to give more money to Debo Samuel.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of true though. I mean, that was like, that was a big argument to make it Cowboys again. Uh, when, when Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz were both in the race for, for new deals was, Hey, like whoever doesn't get here first, is going to have to pay more. Um, now, granted it, it just blew up for the Eagles, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and on the Niners thing, so they've got the Debo problem, which is hovering, and and the Debo thing is like this domino waiting to fall from whenever they trade or cut Jimmy. Like when what, what when is like the what what do, what are the Niners waiting for? Like other than some catastrophic injury Ted Ridgewater sort of situation to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because it's it's not happening at this point. Like just make a move, you know what I mean? Just just make a decision, pick a lane, and stick with it. I don't. I mean, and you could have said that for the last few months. I just don't understand why we're still in this spot with San Francisco. I just don't know if anybody's calling. Like, I, I don't know. So then Benny cut him. Just cut him. Just move on.
1: Well, that's what Rid they yourself. should do. And then Yeah. You waited an entire off season and then first training camp press conference. Jimmy's not allowed to practice with us. He is not our quarterback anymore. Trey Lance is the guy. Why didn't you just do that after the season? I don't really understand that. Especially once you knew Jimmy Garoppolo was going to have shoulder surgery and you couldn't trade him right away. I just – yeah, I think they have to just cut him at some point, and maybe they're holding out hope that they can – somebody's going to get desperate in training camp and give them like a fourth or a fifth round pick or something for Jimmy G. But at at this point, it probably makes more sense just to release him and be done with it so you don't have to keep answering questions about it.
0: Exactly. Just just move on. Just rip this band-aid off, set him free, set yourselves free, pay Debo with the money. Like, it's all just whatever – I had one uh San Francisco comment before we, we go to your last takeaway. Um it's really a question. Um I love and I um I told stats this actually. I love George Kittle. Like awesome, super awesome dude. As my dog barks in the background. Um he he's great. He's wonderful. I love his personality. We're teetering on the verge of it being too much. Um, did you see this week what I don't know if you know the question offhand what he asked about like what what would you rather wrestle or something what animal it was like classic would you rather fight a hundred uh duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck type of thing um and it's like we get it george you're the like i like wwe you're fun you're, you're you're crazy you're a big kid you know what i mean but like this is he's closer to russell wilson than than he's not at this point is is, is what i'm saying about george Kittle. I mean, I think George Kittle's a lot more fun than Russell Wells. He's fun, but it's it's just as inauthentic, is my point.
1: I mean, is it I guess like Kittle, I think, wants to be like the Gronk like kind of kind of personality where like Gronk always got this pass because he was incredible on the football field, but also he's just this big lumbering like idiot kid who just says dumb things and loves playing football. And he's really good at it. Maybe Kittle is chasing some of that. I don't think it's disingenuous though. I think that's just who he is. Russell is disingenuous about everything. What did he say earlier this week? Like every time Russell speaks to the media, there's teammates on the Denver Broncos who are like, they got to stop letting him talk. They got to stop <laughs> my microphone that microphone.
0: Well, there were several sectors to the Russ experience this week. Um, there was the fact that he walked in wearing his own jersey, um, which <laughs> what that that specific thing was highlighted, but it was aggregated all over the place. Um, but it wasn't just like his own Broncos jersey. It was like a Broncos throwback. And we've actually heard no indication that the Broncos are going to wear throwback jerseys this year. So it was also like a fake. You know what I mean? Like It wasn't even like a real jersey. You know, <laughs> if like... That's that's the case. Like It would have still been corny, but if he had walked in wearing a John Elway jersey, okay, cool, or a Peyton jersey, like, I can get on board with this. Like, I can, I can kind of, like, respect that you're, like, somewhat paying homage, like, you're next in line. It, it's lame, but it's at least logical. Um, a lot of people also had issue with the truck that he was standing in front of. Um, it was this, like, I don't even know. I'm not a car guy. That's not my thing. Uh, but, like, ridiculously detailed, like, elaborate... You know, thing and everybody yeah. was like, there's no chance that that's been driven anywhere but the city. Like, it was, it was like, um, it was like
1: the tank that The Rock drives in Fast Five. It was like, it was like a replica of the tank from Fast Five.
0: Yeah. It was like, um, it was like one of the Zords that the Power Rangers had. Like, it was just like ridiculous. Um, the like, again, ostentatiousness of this. Uh, but then the quote, um, he said that he, he has always been about the extra work which in and of itself is just ridiculous but okay and he said if somebody asks him to do something he triples it um which uh which the sb nation social team had a lot of fun with i don't know if you saw this steven um they shared uh, some photos that said like things he should not triple uh and it was like a prescribed amount of of pain medicine um the speed limit um, like it was, it was all sorts of, of like, you know, things he shouldn't triple. My point, the joke I was making was, wow. So he stops at tripling when quadrupling is available. Like I actually, that's a pet peeve of mine. I really hate when people be like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to give 110%. That's so stupid to me. That's not, you literally cannot give more than a hundred percent. Like if you want to give a hundred percent, that's fine. But like for you to say, like, I'm going to give a hundred, 110% implies that you're capable of giving more than a hundred percent. At other opportunities, but you decide not to. And why stop at 110? Why is why is that your maximum? Why isn't it 111, 116, uh-huh. 193? Like, I, so I hate that, and that's what the like tripling thing kind of signified to me. Clyde edwards alaire said this week that he's going to give a thousand and ten percent.
1: That's something he said at a press conference this week. <laughs>
0: like, that's so dumb. Um, that's that's very 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 dumb. Do you agree with my methodology that it's dumb like there's a finite amount of percent that you can give and give it all if you want but there's a finite amount
1: yeah i mean i feel like there's other ways that you could express that you're going to work really hard this year uh, other than just continuing to up the number of percentage points that you're willing to work um yeah I, i totally agree with that it makes sense i just don't when it comes to russell i don't Know how this is gonna work? Like we we always heard the stories about him in Seattle and like you know Legion of Boom and those guys were not fans of Russell and they were like we won Super Bowls not not Russell like we're the reason that we were winning championships and I feel like Russell's Denver Bronco teammates got to be sick of him already like they got to just be like let's just get on the football field and. Man, we better pray that we are good because that's the only way we are gonna get along with this dude. Cause Russell's the guy that doesn't know how to read a room at all. Like he always says the wrong thing at an awkward time, tries to be motivating when there's something serious going on, and everybody's like, Read the room, Russ. What are we doing here? Like, I just don't know if this thing's gonna work out in Denver.
0: He is definitely writing a really large check. Um, because he has he has like made them a meme. You know what I mean, and so like if they're not good, like everyone, yeah. Well, not yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if they're not good, Russ is not the only one that's gonna have to hear Broncos country. That's ride forever. You know what I mean? It will be everyone he's kind of associated with is as far as this era of the Denver Broncos um so yeah best of luck um to Russ um I, I will laugh so much if they don't wear throwbacks like again rendering the jersey that he wore literally meaningless uh but okay uh we're gonna do this Monday Football Monday style which means Rachelle, uh please grace us with your presence and the rules are a little bit different here um give us three takeaways on on things that we said uh, your thoughts on on any three things that we said it's so your direction that you want to go in and who won the only ever awarded out look ahead MVP the TLA MVP
2: okay I have to start with Kyler Murray's takes uh, for sure I did not really I wasn't for him coming out and like expressing how he felt I feel like he was attacking the media in a way like he just was going all out so with that take uh, I had to agree with RJ's point like why remove the clause I thought that that was stupid. I didn't like how he came out. I know you mentioned like Steven like, "Oh yeah, I don't have a problem with how he came out and you know whatever he said," but I thought he was attacking the media and I was like, "Why are you mad at us?" He was like, projecting. Why are you mad at us he he was yeah, world? he was
0: projecting for his for his own flaws and insecurities. Kyler, own up, man. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Exactly. It's not our fault. You know, you play video games, so I had to agree with RJ's point on that one. Um the Golden Year. Sorry, RJ, no. I had never heard of that, but I also my Golden Year would have I would have been 6 years old. So one well,
0: Steven 7. So y'all were y'all were kids. some kids. I'm sorry that you, mine was 20. So I, you didn't get to enjoy yours properly. Yeah, so. wow. So
2: I didn't get to enjoy mine that one so I'm with Steven for that one. Um, both of you guys were kind of on the same point with the commanders like the disappointing fans. We already know how we feel about that team. RJ, we talk about this all the time on NFC's mixtape that franchise is just a dumpster fire. Um it is what it is and the part about DK Metcalf getting paid, I think you guys were kind of, like, on the same same boat with that one as well. So those were, like, kind of my biggest takeaways.
0: What do you think of Russell? Are, is, are like, do you think, you know, it's a little bit too much?
2: I don't think it was too much, but I feel like he's he's always been kind of corny to me personally. Like, when I look at him, when I look at, like, Sierra, I'm always, like, he just seems like the nerdier one out of the two of them. So it wasn't really, like, a shock to see how he pulled up like that.
0: Cause that's just who he is. Wow. But, you know, it's authentically that was way him. Way more aggressive than anything we said. Jeez. Rachel. I think he's a good wow. person.
2: Yeah. Like I like him. I respect him. But I think he comes off corny to me sometimes.
0: He's very corny, and yeah. that's okay. That's he's... that's
2: authentically him.
0: Yeah, and you know what? If if like <laughs> if you know, you found you found a circle of people, Russ, that love you for you. That's awesome. Respect. Yeah. Enjoy that. But um, maybe don't force it down our throats. Is, yeah. Is kind of how, how, how we feel. So yeah. Um, um it is what it is. So yeah. Um uh, wow. Um Rachelle, well then who won the look at MVP? You really? can award it to yourself. Uh, no. I don't <laughs> you like it. Also, I guess technic technically, stats and Chad ochocinco are eligible as well because they were on this episode.
2: I like that. Okay. Well, if that's the case, that I'm gonna give it to stats. I already listened to the interview, it was phenomenal. Over
0: Chad? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: At no, least no, no, give wait, it to wait, Chad.
2: Wasn't, it, wasn't it the interview? I thought it was. Yeah. A no, you really? got to give
0: it to one person.
2: Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I'll still give it to stats. I think he did a great job. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> i to be very clear. Uh, I can't. He's winning anyway. Yeah, I can't spoil. To be it clear,
0: anything. you gave it to stats yes. over not just us who yes. you're literally talking to, but yes. over Chad Ochocinco specifically. Yes. Wow.
2: He had to conduct the interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't agree with some of Chad's uh, takes. Steven knows what I'm talking about. Some of them are just like, okay. Yeah. You'll hear it. and You'll you'll know know know. what we're talking about. McDonald's. Some of the stuff I'm just like, all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is. um, He's very passionate about his McDonald's. Uh, Last question. And then we leave. What is your fast food place that you are most passionate about the way uh, Chad is about McDonald's himself? Mine is Whataburger. For obvious reasons. Chick-fil-A. I go Chick-fil-A too. Oh Chick fil A. -A. See, I'm Chick fil A breakfast. Chick-fil-A breakfast. Chicken minis? Yes. Mm, Nah, the egg white grill. That's where you go for breakfast from Chick-fil-A. Egg white grill. Wow. (laughs) What's y'all's favorite sauce? As I said, it's a
1: spicy chicken burrito, but they Mm. don't make spicy chicken in the mornings anymore. I don't know why. It was
0: heartbreaking. Okay. Favorite sauce from Chick-fil-A uh polynesian sauce nobody that's mentions that. that Stephen. great pool that's- right. everybody <laughs> everybody runs to chick-fil-a sauce or barbecue or ranch good for you Stephen. well done that's good wow so you don't <laughs> have a favorite sauce rachel are you gonna say Barbe-
2: i like barbecue i like the barbecue kind of basic wow uh well you didn't you were-
0: ability to to pick a look-ahead MVP is a little bit suspect in my question, but this was a great episode nonetheless. Uh, thank you to Chad Ochoa for the time. Thank you to Stats. Um, did either of you know that uh, Stats lost a bet to me last, last week? No.
1: No. I was not aware. He
0: did. Uh, we bet on the Astros-Mariners series from last week. Um, it was it was whoever obviously won the series. who just won two of the three games. The Astros swept them. Incidentally, the Astros beat them last night as well. So They've literally won four games in a row against them. Which means Chad has to come or Chad, uh stats has to come on here and defend uh my two takes that he has disagreed with the most. And okay. that has been um that the AJ Brown trade was not necessarily overwhelmingly great for the Eagles. Okay. Um and that the and that Justin Herbert is maybe not getting enough criticism. As much as he should uh, for the way the last season ended. So, Stats is going to come on here and defend those two ideas. I'm very excited about it uh, when that ultimately winds up happening. Steven, I know that'll make you happy since you're on, on Herbert Mountain. But, um, Herbert Mountain sounds like a like a, a, like a, a theme park or like an, a, like a, an attraction at, at a theme park. You know what I mean? Like, yes. let's go to Herbert Mountain and it's like a ride. So, um, wow. Take us to Herbert Mountain, Rochelle. Everybody have a great week. We love you all.